My name is Gany Pires. I'm a Cape Verdean filmmaker and a visual uh, media professor. I have been working in filming for over two decades. Hello and welcome to Obehi Podcast. I'm your host, Obehi A14. And I strongly believe that everyone has a story to share. Now let's get started with this episode. I was born in, in a very tiny village on the west coast of Africa, uh, on the island of Fogo, Cabo Verde. Currently, I live in Los Angeles area. I'm, uh, I've been here for the last 17 years of my life. We, you know, I've been uh, to Africa, to the continent. We, uh, I visited uh, some countries for work, and uh, of course, as a Filmmaker, uh, I have been to many uh, film festivals, uh, mainly in the US, but also in uh, North America, South America, Latin America, and uh, Africa itself, or of course, the Europe. So, uh, you know, I'm very, uh, I would say, in a humble way, I'm very well connected to the filming community in the different uh, nations. Uh, now, I want us to, uh, of course, we are going to be going into uh, your your film, your filmmaking just now, and of course, storytelling, because as a filmmaker, you are a storyteller, which is something really fascinating. You know? uh, I think uh, James Allen, in one of his books, uh, once said that um, the artists are the creator of the other world. And so uh, it, that means, as artists, you have a lot of power in your hands. Let's go back to you, where you were uh, more like a teenager in, in Capo Verde. Tell me a bit about you growing up. I grew up in, uh, you know, in the city of San Felipe. I'm a son of, uh, I'm a seven on number seven, but my mother and my father. They lived in the countryside. I grew up with my uncle and my auntie in the city. And uh, it was very cool, you know, back in the days, there was no internet, there was no telephone, no cell phone. Life was more quiet. You know, we, you know, we hang out, we went to school. Um, but we didn't have high, high school on the island. Then I had to travel to another island, uh, Santiago where I spent a couple of years of my life, you know, uh, went to high school, but then I returned back to Fogo. And I lived in the country for several years, but then, you know, after uh, went to school in Portugal, some part of my degrees is from Portugal and some part of my degrees is from the US. Uh, yeah, you know, that's very much what I did. I was a uh, uh, teenage. Uh, you know, we had a different life than today, completely. Mm -hmm. That's that's interesting. That's really very interesting. Um, now, what what is your uh, filmmaking about? Maybe if you were to draw uh, a kind of a message that run across all your filmmaking, uh, this is the message that you are you are trying to push out to the world. What would that kind of message be? Well. As a filmmaker, I wanted to promote Africa. I wanted to uh, 
be the voice of those who doesn't have voice. I'm trying to track on my films. I discuss themes like in social justice, a liberation, African liberation, you know, Pan-Africanism. We believe that everyone has a story to share. We believe in the power of storytelling in today's digital economy. Yes, we believe that our audience needs to be touched at the level of emotion so we can better engage. What about you? Do you believe in storytelling as much as we do? Do you want to reach the hearts and minds of your audience? Then join us in our online training class, Storytelling for Content Creators and Digital Entrepreneurs. Come. Come to obehi1food.com slash storytelling and learn how to leverage your storytelling skills so you can earn more as a content creator and digital entrepreneur. Storytelling is a powerful instrument at our disposal. Let's explore it together. See you in the class. I discuss the uh, education, the value of education, and why African people need to know, need to learn about their history, about their culture. You know, um, the mother of uh, Humanity, Africa has so much things that is untouchable, you know, the things we don't know yet, the things we already know, but a lot of people trying to pitch a negative uh, image of Africa. And my work as a filmmaker is to kind of, uh, you know, uh, break it down, you know, show the pretty of Africa, of his people, you know, his culture, uh, our culture, I want to say. Even from the island of Cabo Verde, but you know, I'm feeling you know, that it's just uh, I'm out of Africa, but I'm still from that continent. My ancestors from there. So my work as a filmmaker, it's kind of heavy responsibility, you know, to promote Africa in an entire, uh, you know, in terms of what is the best of Africa, not what is the worst of Africa, because Everywhere you go, even in America, you have a lot of issues, you have a lot of difficulties, you have a lot of things, you know, injustice, all those things. And of course, you have those things in Africa everywhere, right? But why do we have to focus on just negative part of Africa? Why can't we focus on the positive uh, aspect of Africa and these people? And that's my work as a filmmaker. As uh, today, if I had a power, I would work. I would say the world to be live, you know, to respect each other, to live in peace and harmony, and to be friends. You know, that's my message: uh, peace, love, and friendship. That's my message to the world. Mm, thank you so much for that. that that's very important. That, that's really interesting. Uh, so, do you also uh, put in a bit of politics in your in your filmmaking? I don't know, maybe a bit of um, yeah, looking at the political situation in Africa today. Do you also talk about those one in, in, within your area of social justice and things like that? Oh no, of course not. My one of the film I made years ago about Santo Main Principle about the labor contact labors in Santo Main Principle. Uh, it was about, uh, you know, the colonization, the power, you know, the, how the colonization, the colonizers, you know, uh, put 
down the power of people in Africa, how the politicians today, you know, use their power, the Western power actually, to, you know, to, to get in power, but then when they get in power, they forget about you know, all the things they should do to help their own people. You know, the issue with uh, politicians, they care about themselves, they don't care about people. And of course, in this film contract, we discuss that. We ask Portugal, Cabo Verde, and San Tome and Principe to come together as a you know as a nation, as a government, to help those uh, people, those poor uh, people who live still live in the island with no water, no electricity, no education. So that's that's the future. The, 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 the education is the future of any society. If you don't care about education, you don't care, care about the basic of you know, living, we all need a water, right? We all need a cleaner water, healthcare, we need a education. That's for it should be free for everyone. And uh, those poor uh, contract labor descendants, um, many of them already died. But those descendants who live in the countryside in San Tome, they still live in the house in the ghetto. So they're still, you know, suffering all the kind of issues like in the 60s, uh, in the 50s, uh, back in the colonialism days. So even in Africa, the majority of the nation today uh, got their independence from a um, former colony. But still, we have a lot of corruption, a lot of uh, misinformation, you know, the, the politicians use the power for themselves. So I'm trying to address that much I can in the films. And also, you know, create a project like Jarfog International Film Festival, where people have the voice, you know, to um, share their own experience and to, you know, to create possibility uh, to get a better, to, to, to get better life. So we have been doing that for quite some time and uh, we still believe it's possible, you know. Uh, we're not competing with the politicians, but of course we have to tell them, listen, the art, the culture, the history is very important for any nation. And uh, if you're not doing that, you should not be in charge of the country. Absolutely, that, that's true, that's true. I see here quite often that um, uh, be a political leader. Of course, every, any, anybody, everybody is a leader. Either you are a leader in your own space. But sure. that type of leadership is not the same as political leadership. That is a responsibility. Being a political leader is a huge responsibility. It's not for everybody. If you are not ready to serve the people, you shouldn't be there. It is not for self-aggrandizement. It's not because you are the most handsome person in the in the town, or maybe you are the most intelligent per se. It's because you are ready to serve the people. That is the only reason why you are there. So yeah, I agree with you 100% that if they are not ready to serve, they shouldn't come. All right, now, uh, I'm trying to understand how you manage to understand, because now you are using film making as an instrument for you to pass your message across, which is what I actually find to be very interesting at the end of the day. But when did you realize that this was going to be what you were going to do? I mean, 
When did you know that filmmaking was going to be something for you? Yeah, I didn't know I would be one day working the film. I didn't have it. You know, my background back, back years ago, uh, I was nurse then. I became a teacher. But, and I went to college to study uh, sociology and anthropology. I realized it was necessary to get into the uh, the media, you know, to to look into the media. So that was back in uh, 1995 when I started to use uh, photography. You know, I used to use photos to tell the stories uh, about my village. And then I realized there was more need to get into the video production kind of stuff. Then I went to school to study cinema. And uh, I feel, you know, there was a, some type of, uh, I was something, I, the fact that my family, you know, a lot of them add into the arts, you know, uh, in a way, in this way or in other way. Uh, a lot of them was already in arts, uh, working, you know, as a producer kind of stuff, then I realized myself, you know, I could be one of the voice, you know, of the Kivarian diaspora in the, the Africa continent itself, mainly in the West Coast of Africa, you know, there's a lot of stories need to be told. And uh, I started to make a film that was very, you know, uh, low budget documentaries i'm still doing that but of course we right now have more credential have more you know uh knowledge uh of course filmmaking is a process it's a learning process you learn it every day you learn something if you're doing it for years then you become something in terms of you know in a humble way of course because we as the african people we should my perspective we should understand the power we have in the continent and sometimes we don't use that even if we live in the village you know we we still have the power but we have to know how to use this power and i'm using film to tell the stories about african people and the diaspora uh, in a sense that will educate myself but also I'll educate society because uh, filmmaking is one of the most, uh, I want to say, visual storytelling. It was one of the most powerful tool to teach and also to make money. You know, uh, not say uh, that you must make a film because you have to make money. Sometimes you don't make money, but you pass the message. You create some type of art that people would like to see more about it. And uh, that's you know what makes me feel that I have the responsibility, and also um, I have some type of privilege to be in this position because a lot of folks wanted to be a filmmaker, but they don't have a chance to be a filmmaker. I do have a chance, so I have to use it in a good way. I have to use it in the perfect way to help people, and sometimes no help directly myself. But of course, the return always come to you. As a, as a filmmaker, you always get something in return. But you folks should be helping telling the story. 
otherwise it will not be possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a um, kind of give and take at the end of the day. Yeah. You are not going to be taking all the time. It's not going to work. I think it was this morning, actually, I was talking with my wife. We were watching um, some um, Italian uh, sort of mini documentary where they were talking about their past, people that have been here before. Uh, if at each time we see it, we always reflect back to our country because me and my wife, we are both coming from the same place in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So our reflection become uh, very easy for us because we talk about almost about the same thing. So we say, ah, if we could be doing something about doing something like this in Nigeria, in our in our village, for example, in our small town, which is Suromin, how how important this actually would be, because now these people, because they are talking about this, uh, they are old people that have lived. Uh, several uh, tens of years ago, it becomes easy for new new generation to sort of have a kind of a reference for themselves to say, okay, this is how our forefather did their thing. Now, let me improve on it. Let me do better compared to maybe in a situation like awful time we do see in Africa where young people just grew up, they don't have any serious reference. Okay, I, I mean, we are alive, I know. You have your father, I know. But in terms of cultural reference, that you can really hold on your hand, we don't put emphasis on that. So you just grow up, do what you like to do. Okay, I'm not saying we need to force people, but I'm saying people need to take the time to curate our culture so that it can even be marketable. Why not? We can even make money promoting our culture. It is legitimate. I think yeah. this is something that we need to really do more of. You know, now, you and I, we are in the West. We come to understand that in the West, anything at all you know can become money. How do you see the importance of storytelling in today Africa? Help me with that. It's a very, very, very important. This is one of the most important thing to do. Uh, because there's a, a lot of benefits from telling your story from your own perspective. Because if I go to your village, even I'm from Africa, right? But I was born on the island. It's completely different perspective when I go into the continent. The culture, the lifestyle, everything's are different, right? But the people from the village, they have more knowledge. They're more knowledgeable than myself. Even my filmmaker, my professor, whatever it is, you know, it doesn't matter. The people of the village, they grew up with their story. They died with their story. So we have to record the story. One of the aspects of this film festival, Jar Folk International Film Festival, is exactly to do that, to record the story of elderly. Because we grew up listening to the story to the grandma, grandpa. That's the way African developed back in the you know early civilization. So we still have a lot, a lot work to do in this matter. Uh, my perspective is to use the power of visual storytelling to record that story, to show the story to the community, to teach them about their 
own story because a lot of us, we don't know about our ancestors. We don't know about our village. We don't know anything about us, but we know everything, almost everything from the Western. And we bring the Western as a better than us. The way to go. In my perspective, in my humble opinion, I think the African people need to use the power, their story. That's the richest part of Africa is the story, our story. We need to learn about our story, share this story with the rest of the world, and make sure we get you know, enough to create better education, better economical uh, society, you know, more equal. You know, everybody has the same rights to go to school, to go to university, to have a, a decent life, to have good healthcare, to have water, to clean up water, to have electricity, to live like you should live. So until that day, we have to continue the struggle. Like Amir Karal said, a luta continua, the struggle is not over. We got independence, right? The majority of the African nation got the independence in the 60s, in the 50s, in the 70s, right? My country got independence in the seven, seven, 1975, like many former Portuguese colonies. But we today, as a nation, were more colonized, in my perspective, than before. Because today, the colonization comes in old forms, economical, you know, education, like books that we produce, uh, the book we read, the book we see the knowledge is not our books, it's a book from the Western. The TV, the news, everything is from the Western. So we have to, I'm not saying to ban that, to completely go against that, it's not that. We have to give up to see what we have and to really understand the value, the rich, uh, the, you know, the power we have. It's not like a philosophy, it's a reality, you know, it's there. We have to work with the community, with the local leaders, and we have to tell them, listen, we have the power. You don't have the but you come to my country and you take everything you we have and we still continue the same way we were before. So that's something has to change. And the power of visual storytelling can help us, can help Africa to be the leader again, like it was in the back in the days, even today, a lot of nations, Nigeria, for example, is one of the best cinema, has one of the best cinema in the continent. It makes like $5 billion every year and uh, it gives a, uh, a job to more than 5 million people. And they make like uh, so many films per year, but the quality and all these things, you know, still has to be improved. But of course, there's a way, uh, there's a hope that Africa and uh, the whole, you know, diaspora would be beneficial from this storytelling, this power of storytelling. If we 
work in Africa as a nation, you know, and then we connect to the diaspora because there's a lot of African descent living abroad. So we need to, to work with them, you know, to exchange uh, information, bring them to the continent, uh, bring students uh, to the diaspora, you know, this exchange, this cultural and academic exchange is very important to us. This is why we have this segment on Jarfu International Film Festival. This segment is exactly what I'm talking about. To see the value of the people, to see the value of our, our story and, uh, you know, record our story when the people is still alive, you know, the elderly is still there, the grandma, grandpa is still there. So it's a very important aspect, you know, to discuss and to bring it to life if we, you know, uh, are organizing the way sh we should be. Thank you so much for that. that that's important too. Uh, but is there anything that you needed to learn yourself um, to be able to do what you are doing today? You know what I mean? Uh, the, not, the tool, this technique, the skills to be able to do a good job some of these things we are not born with them. So tell me about it, your learning. What do people have to learn to be able to tell a good story visually? Well, you, you have to learn the visual language. That's the first thing. You have to learn how to tell a story because there's so many aspects of filmmaking. And if you're going to use documentary to tell your story, if you're going to use uh, fictional stories, but still, tell the same type of message. Of course, it's different. Uh, but if you're gonna use like, you know, you just gonna be on the social media, just broadcast whatever you, there's so many power uh, to work you with. But I think the best way to learn about your own story is to be interested about your story. And then, you know, learning the technical aspect of filmmaking. You don't need a big canvas to tell your story. You can just use your phone. But of course, there's some limitation in terms of audio, in terms of uh, quality of the video, uh, the pictures, etc. But of course, there's a many, many opportunities there. There's a school, there's a free class. Uh, I teach free class every Saturday, 10 o'clock uh, Pacific time. To be a great content creator in today's fast-changing economy, you need one thing, storytelling. Storytelling is a powerful instrument to leverage either for personal use or for your business success. This is why this training class, Storytelling for Content Creator and Digital Entrepreneurs was created. It is designed to help you leverage the power of storytelling so you can stand out from the crowd and earn more in your business. Come to obehi.com slash storytelling and learn how to leverage your storytelling skill to earn more as a content creator and digital entrepreneur. You need the power of storytelling to stand out in the competition. So let's explore it together. See you in the class. So there's many uh, videos online, you know, YouTube, but of course you you don't have access to in, to internet to the internet in Africa, uh, like in the Western. 
and uh, we needed to learn in school. You know, we need to teach uh, our kids uh, from the uh, year one into, you know, uh, completion of high school. We need to teach them about our history, about our culture. And that's something, you know, have, must be part of our programming. Uh, and uh, as a filmmaker, I feel, you know, there's much more to learn than what I already know, but it's possible to start from scratch. You know nothing about filmmaking, but over the years, you're gonna learn about filmmaking. You have to dedicate time, you know, put a time to learn about filmmaking. It's not like you go four-year college, it's different. You go four-year college, then you're done. If you want to continue studies, you can. Go to master's degree, go to PhD, or whatever you want, it's fine. But filmmaking, you cannot learn it one day one week, one month, one year. It's over the years. And then the experience come to you as you're making films. So my idea about this power we have as an artist is to share this knowledge with the youth uh, from Africa. Uh, this is why in this film festival, we said we're interested to teach uh, visual storytelling to youth because they are the future of the nation they are future of the world and uh, if we teach them correctly to decolonize themselves right because that's the most important thing to me is not using only filmmaking to tell the story but also to educate people if we use the filmmaking to educate ourselves they educate other people to show them about themselves, then they understand the value, the power that we have as a storyteller. And that's something you learn uh, through your career, through your life. It's a life experience, you know, it's a life journey. You cannot just start today and say, okay, I'm gonna stop right here. If I stop right here, every technology, every development, everything comes after today, I'm done. So it's a, it's a lot of stuff to, to go through, but definitely, you know, if there's one thing you wanted to learn and use is the power you have and use it for yourself, use it for others and uh, make sure you tell your story, no matter, start with your family. You know, it's very important to learn about your own family, your own village, and then share it to the, Press all over the world. It's a, it's a possible. There's a many possibilities today. You don't have to go to film school to become a filmmaker. No, necessarily. But of course, if you go to film school, you learn the basics. So the basic is something you want to learn. But the most important aspect of filmmaking, learning filmmaking, I want to say, is dedication. Is you know you openness to it. You know you have. Uh, you were, uh, what do you say? Uh, the best word to put, I think, is to show you that you are ready. You are ready. Uh, ready to embrace the joy. So then, of course, uh, if I found someone I'm interested to learn, for example, about Osman Samben, Safi Faye, 
and the many other African filmmakers, of course, I would say, yeah, you are in a good direction, but you cannot think about filmmaking. Uh, are you from Africa? No, learning about your own filmmakers. You have to learn about your elderly first, then, then you, can, you can say, okay, I go outside, I wanted to learn about somebody else, but first I need to learn about myself, about my village. So that way you became better prepared to be camera filmmaker. Yeah, thank you for that. that that's important. That's really important. All right, now the people that are listening to us uh, now they get motivated, but they don't yet understand what actually are the value. What is the importance of this kind of job being a filmmaker uh, today? Does it have any value? Uh, for them, and maybe for the individual who, who we are trying to encourage to get involved in this storytelling? I think so. I think it's um, very powerful when you know what you're doing, when you know where you come from. Uh, the problem with uh, filmmaking is uh, money, right? A lot of us, independent filmmakers, uh, struggle to produce a film, even we wanted to produce the best films, but we don't have the money. That's one big issue. But more than that, it's about the organization. How can you organize yourself and uh, bring collaboration from outside so you can tell your story? So yes, it's very, very important uh, to know uh, the filmmaking you know, uh, world. I want to say, you know, because some language that you use in uh, books, you know, in a novel, is different. To be uh, honest, you know, it's different from scripts, uh, screenplays, etc. But of course, the the language that I'm talking about is a visual language. The visual language you have to understand certain things, there's some rules, you have to follow those rules. But of course, as a filmmaker, if you are open to knowledge, there's many possibilities to get knowledge. And of course, when you have the knowledge, don't keep it for yourself, share it with somebody else. That way, you are making contribution to the future generation of filmmaking, filmmakers. And uh, that's the reason why I'm, you know, focus on education. I use filmmaking as a tool to educate myself, to educate society, to entertain them, of course. But of course, to learn about culture, you know, about food, about news, about arts. So that's very, very, very important aspect uh, that you can use as a filmmaker, you know, to make some contribution because you cannot just think about money as a filmmaker. Okay, I'm going to make this film, I'm going to make a million dollars, but what I'm going to do for society, what I'm going to do for my community. So as a filmmaker, you are also has the, you have the responsibility, not just to tell the story, but to really uh, make sure the message you have your films, that powerful message, you know, the message that people need to learn about. Because if I grew up in the village, I don't know anything about the village because I left the village when I was 
fifth. Uh, I never went back to the village. So I will not be who I am today. I will not be this kind of filmmaker I wanted to be. So it's a, it's a very complex situation, right? But in the same time, uh, at the same time, you can, of course, manage yourself into this world and still be uh, very, in a, in a humble way, you know, say, okay, I have something to say. I have a voice. I can use my voice to help youth to learn about themselves, to become better educated, to decolonize our minds, because that's the most important aspect of filmmaking to me, is to use this tool that we have as a visual storyteller to educate people about their history. A lot of folks in my country doesn't know anything about Ethiopia. Doesn't have anything, it doesn't learn. It, we don't know a lot of things about Nigeria, for example. We don't have a lot of things uh, about, we don't know a lot of things about Mali, uh, Senegal, every coast, but we are neighbors. You see the point? So the reason why it's important to tell your story is because you're gonna learn about yourself. Uh, today, 2022, of course, we are, um... We have technology all around us. Did all this one have any role to play in the way that we tell our stories today? Yeah, uh, one of the things I learned from one of the most intellectual, more uh, brilliant men of the US, Noam Chomsky, uh, he told me in an interview, the internet was the future. Uh, the internet has the power. So today, African nation and the African people must use the power of internet technology to tell our stories. So we don't have to wait. We don't have to wait to get bigger cameras, right? To get a lot of money to tell a story. We can use the power of the internet in the village, record the story, use this small camera and uh, record live, broadcast. So there's a lot of possibility today, better than 10 years ago, better than five years ago, because the internet's getting better in the village and uh, in the many countries we have a powerful internet. But of course, it's not just the internet. We need to be organized. The organization that we have to go through, the aspects, you know, uh, in terms of leading leadership in Africa, as in my humble opinion, must be, must change because the leadership is the future of the nation. And if you don't have good leaders, if you have corrupted leaders, then nothing's gonna happen. And next generation is gonna be more corrupted than this generation. So the problem became, how can you use the power of the internet to tell a story, but how to tell a story in a country where it's dictatorship. So dictatorship is not good for any nation. And in Africa, the problem became, when I get to the power, I don't want to leave the power because I don't want to be like everybody else. I don't, I don't want to lose my privilege. 
So that's the big issue when you use uh, this power you have. The internet, the technology allows you, you know, to tell your story better in a better way than before, I want to say. Of your film, the type of film that you have made, the different type of film that you have made, is there anyone that stands out to you uh, because of the message you need, because of the reception of the people that you want to single out from your work? Well, this film in contract, uh, because it is a story about my family, my uncle, my mother, my family, and also because it documents a story from centuries never told. Uh, before nobody knew, knew about Saint Domingue, uh, Portuguese from Portuguese colony. Uh, so that film is kind of one of my favorite films. But my last film, my last shot for me, The Volcano's Last Wish, it's also some other type of memory type of film, you know, is a film. You know, and uh, I made another film very interesting to me. A uh, very important film. Uh, it was very well received in many countries in search of my identity. Uh, what I learned from these projects is, uh, you know, the visual storytelling, it's very important to anybody. But if you learn the value about your own story, if you learn about the value of your own story, you are better prepared, you know, to live. And to be succeed. All right. Now, when you look at yourself today, with where you have gone and the thing that you have done within the uh, film making, uh, and you look at maybe the younger generation that are coming after you, uh, what do you feel about them? Do you think that they they have the curiosity, they are willing to learn, also because they are the one that have better opportunity actually, if we want to look at the tools of the of the trade, because now with the internet. With just your smartphone, that is more powerful than the machine that NASA used to send someone to the moon. That is at your back pocket. Which means if you really want to tell story, you can tell story even easier than what it was a, uh, so a couple of years ago. So when you look at young people today, this might be young Africans in the diaspora or young Africans in Africa. What do you see? I see more power to the people today. You know, I, I, I remember when I first traveled to Senegal, to, uh, to Gambia and uh, Guinea-Bissau uh, years ago. Uh, to today, I see a lot of progress in Africa. Uh, the power of internet, the, the small telephone. Uh, I see the people in Africa better prepared today. The only issue, not really, but you know, kind of issue, is uh, we're trying to learn a lot of stuff from outside, which goes against the African tradition, religion, you know, the value of way of living, way of eating. Uh, so that's something we have to learn that we have the power. And uh, as uh, adults, as uh, elderly, as uh, professors, as a uh, filmmaker, or 
anything, you should, you know, embrace the good values of life and then share that knowledge to the youth because they don't know sometimes. Even they have all these power, all these tools, but they don't know how to use them. Because sometimes a lot of folks use social media just to post stuff, bad stuff. You don't have to do that. You can use social media to post good things, right? It depends on how you're going to use these tools uh, and uh, how can you get benefits from them in a positive way. Because there's easy way to get distracted today and many ways possible to get distracted. So you have to stay focused and make sure you use these tools, the internet, the technology, the small cameras, and even you don't need a visual. You can just record the voice. You can just record oral stories, you know, traditions, the value of tradition in Africa. It's something needs to be documented on the book but written by the African perspective, not from the Western perspective. Remember, again, the biggest issue that we have, in my perspective, most humble opinion, is the Western come to Africa, or they went to Africa in the past, right? But still today, they go to Africa to get what we have. They don't have those things but they go to Africa to take it from us. So we have to be smart enough to teach the young generation to keep the best of Africa for African people. That's the big issue for us. We sell, we sold slavery back in the days, but still today, the politicians selling the nation again to the Western because it is an easy way to get our money. So that's not a good way to teach uh, and to use internet or technology to teach the youth. We have to tell them the truth. Africa must be for African people. The things from Africa, Africa, it's biggest uh, continent in the world. All those continents together, still small than Africa, right? Only in Nigeria, in your country, has more than 2,000, 200, I'm sorry, 2,000, I want to say, oh, you better tell me if it's true or not, but more than 200 language, uh, you know, culture and everything in Nigeria. In Angola, we have so many languages. But in America, you only speak English. In, in UK, you only speak English. But we we don't value that, re, you know. The, uh, no, it, the point also is that uh, those things that you may mention, which are actually the value, some people look at it as if it were a problem. Uh, the fact that we have uh, many languages, people think it is a problem. But it is not a problem. It is a value. It's a... It's something that we should be proud of. And to think that uh, the politicians use it as a racket against the people is really unfortunate. Because we see now that uh, Africans, we have been living among ourselves for several, uh, several millennials. 
these languages are not actually new. It means that the people have been living with them, dealing with them all these years. Look at, for example, the Empire of Mali. Only in the 12th century, bigger than the whole of Western Europe put together. How did they manage to run the system? If we, we believe, if we are just taking in our head up, ah, it is the first time where we are meeting again. You know, we never knew ourselves before. No, it is not true. We we'll meet it, we meet a number of times. People could move from the north to the south, from the south to the north, to the east, to the west. You know, this is it's a small piece of land, and humanity has been living here for several thousands of years before anybody could come to Europe. Because Europe, again, it was too cold, and human beings cannot survive in a place as cold as that. That is why Europe was actually the last land to be occupied by human beings. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, now, tell me a little bit about film festival that you are working on. I think that is important. What do you want to? What do you want us to know about that? Well, this film festival we founded in 2019, uh, but due pandemic, we could not have been. Uh, you know, started in 2021. So this is second edition. This film festival was founded by Chang film members, and uh, we're trying to use the power of storytelling, you know, to give a voice to mainly West African filmmakers to broadcast, to show their work at the right level, International Film Festival. So our program has uh, film screens, it has a visual arts education component, and also it has uh, exchange, academic exchange, cultural experience. So we focus mainly to promote the minorities, uh, filmmakers, to promote their work, but also to teach uh, youth filmmakers, but also to have you know, exchange like students from uh, US or from uh, West Africa uh, go to keep with their, you know, experience at the festival. They learn about, you know, how to tell the story and uh, how to record good interviews, uh, how to become better filmmakers. And of course, we do these ex exchanges. So for us, uh, that's uh, very important. The program also. Uh, has a component to record local stories, you know, story about uh, people who live lived in the village who is not part of the society today. For some reason, they die. Who all one day is going to go that way, probably. Um, but we still have stories, you know. We still uh, know about our ancestors. So we wanted to record that story uh, and. Uh, make a documentaries about people, you know, uh, cultural history, and they share it with the rest of the filmmaking, the festival, but of course the internet uh, to everyone who may be interested. So this film festival is different from different uh, other film festival. It's a five, five days film festival. Uh, we have opening night uh, this year in Praia, in the city capital of Cabo Verde. And the rest of the program will be on the island of Fogo from 8 to 12. So we have five days that we're going to go to school, 
we're going to teach about filmmaking, masterclass, workshops in, in terms of film production. Also, we're going to have co-production, you know, discussion, you know, trying to get people, you know, to, you know, share it. Uh, knowledge, but not just knowledge, but you know, form co-production with the different filmmakers, different organizations. And also we're gonna have a very important aspect is go to school, go to school and teach youth about filmmaking. Even if you never are interested to become a filmmaker, but at least to understand how value, uh, how important it is uh, to tell your story for your own point of view. And the other aspect of this film festival that we believe is very important is to bring uh, people uh, to the Caribbean nation, you know, as a first slave port of West Africa. And uh, more importantly is to, you know, to record the story of the Caribbean diaspora or the African diaspora, you know, bring it to, to life into the festival. So a program is kind of large, but also we want a quality. We don't want it to have uh, 200 films screening, but we want 125. We want 25 films to be competing between them. But of course, you know, we have some limitation in terms of financial. So we will ask anybody that may be interested, you know, to partnership with us, to help us to continue this work because it, it requires a lot of investment, but also require a lot of uh, work. And uh, we are ready uh, on the second year, preparing for the second year. And we're really looking forward uh, to bring more uh, filmmakers from the diaspora to keep work that does require more money, more uh, uh, accommodation, more food, more everything. So that costs money. And uh, we don't have sponsorship from, for example, we don't receive any uh, uh, grants or any other way, uh, form of, you know, uh, funding that will you know allow us to really you know use uh, all the tools we have available right now to have a large number of filmmakers on the island of Togo or Cabo Verde. But you know as we move forward, of course, you know things are gonna get better for us. But the importance of filmmaking uh filmmaking the importance of filmmaking and the film festival in Africa are weak. It's big, big than what we think. Because the film festival in Africa is a great opportunity to bring filmmakers, to come together, to discuss about, to show the film mainly, but to discuss about the issue that we have been discussing in this conversation. So uh, we wanted really to, uh, you know, to embrace uh, storytelling to bring uh, folks from the continent, but also from the Africa diaspora, from the Caribbean, for example, uh, to show their work, you know, to show their experience about their filmmaking, about their cinema. 
And uh, of course, there's many cinemas in Africa, in the world. But of course, we want to really uh, work together, you know, to uh, tell our story. Okay, so what would be, how can people connect with you? Those who want to uh, get connected to you? Oh, I can look to Jarfog International Film Festival where uh, over internet, uh, I'll, share I'll share some links with you, uh, but also we're on social media and uh, it's easy. Uh, just to Google my name, Gany Pires or Jarfog International Film Festival or Champ Film Production Visual Arts. Uh, anybody can email us at uh, uh, Jarfogu film uh, at gmail uh, that con or uh, through our website uh, jarfogufilmy.org uh, today if you need information about anybody or any organization or any type of you know thing you need you can easily uh, get it so we have to do Apart, of course, we try our best. Uh, we need much more, you know, we need to do more than what we have been doing. But definitely, you know, people also must be interested, you know, to get in touch and we are available to help and uh, to provide information we have and uh, to provide any connection and network that we may have. Uh, we wanted to share that with everybody. And, uh, of course, you know, film festival like this is not about, uh, well, no uh, profit organization. Of course, we depend on donations and all those kind of stuff. But we wanted to provide the best we have to our guests and uh, to share any type of information we have uh, to the people, you know, that are interested to learn about us. Just contact us, then we can, you know, talk about any issue and come with solution together. All right. Thank you so much for that. Um, and what would be your final statement here, considering what we have discussed today? Maybe a message or anything you, you would like to say to conclude it? Well, I would like, you know, to be able to connect to the youth in a continent. Yeah, I would like to be connected with the school. And for that, we are open you know, to continue this journey as a filmmaker, but also to promote, use visual storytelling to promote Africa, to promote its people, our culture, our history. And most importantly, we want to use the power of visual storytelling to teach ourselves about us, but also to share our story with the world. And we wanted to do it in a powerful way, using the power of storytelling to come to you know to make us as a one nation one people like bob Ma, uh, like he uh, as he said no don't see people on the color of their eyes you know uh that's something we wanted to use the peace the love and the friendship to continue to tell the story to the world. We want to really to see the value of any nation, any culture, any history, any people that we all are the human being, human 
so as a human being, we all have the same. As a human being, we all have the same type of needs. We need a water, we need a food, we need a knowledge. So if we come together as a people, and if we come together as a nation, you know, if we come together as a continent, then definitely African people will benefit directly from what we have. So that's the power that we are trying to use uh, when we talk about uh, visual storytelling, about filmmaking. So by end of the day, we want to use this power to give the power back to the people. Thank you so much for that. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. It has been a pleasure here listening to you. Yeah, same here, my friend. So uh, let's keep talking. And uh, next time, maybe we will have some other folks uh, with us. Certainly, certainly, certainly. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss any of our future episodes. Rate and review Obehead Podcast and share with your friends who might need it. I remain Obehead Ewafo. Thank you so much for listening and talk to you in the next episode.